What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of The Box Factor. Today I have with me Miss Elizabeth T. Koyan, who is the owner and creator of the Riley app. We're going to talk about what it means to defy your differences. Welcome to the show, Miss Elizabeth. Thanks, Drake. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you sitting down with me and talking to me today because I know we're all kind of busy with this whole election going on and, you know, Corona and all that. So thank you for taking your time out of your day. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. Hopefully, hopefully things will dial down very soon. Yeah, well, that's all we can do right now. At this point, it's just kind of hope for things to settle down. But right. got to kind of get used to a new normal and all that. But, um, you know, that's funny that I said that because the topic of this podcast today is differences. So what do you think the word differences means? Like, not just the school book definition, but how do you des- describe that word within your life? Yeah, I think differences, um, I mean, it's defined in very different ways, the way I view it. For one, differences from, I guess, the norm, which is, like, for me, it's, like, I've always grown up with no health issues. Um, I went to, like, traditional school, and I basically compare myself to other people around me um, who were around me, um, same grade, and... For me, like just seeing the differences, I, I for one, see it as like, what do I bring to the table that's unique or different than what the norm is for society? Like what are normal standards for students? What are normal standards for how people live their life? Right. And then what, what unique factor do you bring to the table that makes you different? Um, I think we could like contextualize differences in different contexts like Mm -hmm. it could be like a different way of viewing the world or a different way of solving a problem or um just a different view of um of what you're capable of doing um because i know i'm probably you probably were alluding to like health differences or like disability differences Mm -hmm. and what that brings to the table um but i think differences with the differences that we do have, and I have myself, I myself have um, Lyme disease and endometriosis, and I became disabled from Lyme disease. And my differences made me think about the world differently. It made me innovate differently and gave me a different perspective. So that's kind of how I see my differences. It's crazy that you just described it like that, because like I was just thinking about this last night when I was preparing this um, and going over this episode. I was thinking about how I would answer this first question. I usually don't do that, but um, hey, I, I would basically word it like you did. Like, I think, like you said, I was alluding to, I think everybody puts differences in like a box. And like the only differences that we can have from people in society is, is we got to be able to see the difference. Mm-hmm. We can't have a mindset difference, you know, like we just have to, if, you know, if he can't walk right, he's a different than us. He yeah. could be just as regular as, you know, Joe over there mm-hmm. and be perfectly fine. But you know, a lot of people don't want to, you know, open their eyes to the ideological differences within people, you know, like, because if we, if they look different than you, it's off-putting, right? Yeah. So, you know, that you really don't want to talk to the guy that's just kind of alone in the corner. You know, he's alone for a reason. That's what has how people think. Well, you know, that's, that's the reason for this podcast. And it's funny you said perspective too, you know, that's part of the whole mission statement is to bring a, a more positive perspective on, on the daily struggles of life from mm-hmm. a person that has, um, you know, his own, his own faults in his, in his own right. So, um, you know, the fact that you go through those health issues and are 
you're still open-minded enough to um, take the ideological differences into account too. That just speaks volumes about your character. So that's the type of people that we need to speak up in the world, you know? Oh, thank you. And likewise for you to just bring people together and highlighting them and um, what they bring to the table, because I think um, with differences, uh, I think people compartmentalize those who are different and expect them to act or think a different way, or they think less of them. Um, or there's fear around differences, you know, like someone looks different than me. They obviously might not understand me or there, there's some level of fear with differences. And so um, that's great that you're using your platform to bring light to differences and showing that, hey, like just because someone might look different or, you know, might have a different way of, of, of like operating in this world, that doesn't mean that they're not like you or that they don't understand you. Exactly. And you said the fear is a great, you know, that's a great aspect to, to talk about next because immediately whenever you were diagnosed with, you know, whatever problems that you had, whether they're medical, psychological, you know, whatnot, you're immediately like, man, like what's going on? What's going to happen in the future? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what's the next step? You know, and, and you're scared of the unknown and you're scared of what you can't answer right off the bat. Because I think, especially for my generation, we've become so accustomed to instant gratification that if we don't know an answer within seconds or maybe even a couple of minutes, we're just like, well, what do we do now? You know, right. you know, that's the generalization of our, of our, our generation. And I think that's unfair. Because the people that can't answer those questions are looked at as different because they don't, we don't fit into those society standards of this is how you should act. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, what were you most scared of whenever you were first diagnosed? Yeah. So for me, it was honestly, I didn't know anyone else around me who was experiencing what I was going through. And so I was, I was very young when I first got sick, I was in high school everyone around me, what usually when you think of illness, you think of someone old. And that was essentially who I was spending time with when I was sick. I was just around old people. And I didn't know if there was any way out. I didn't know if I was going to go to school again. I didn't know if I was going to date. I didn't know if I was going to um, just live a normal life. And it was, I think um, it was like that fear of the unknown and I, and you know, it's not a sexy topic to talk about your health. Um, people think of it as like annoying or, you know, mm-hmm. like they want to get compassion or empathy from people. And I was never really open about my health. I don't, I don't want to people to feel bad for me, mm-hmm. but I did want to know if someone got out of this and had, um, some form of normalcy. And I didn't see that anywhere. I didn't see it on social media. I didn't see people who were older than me. Like I didn't see people my age who went to school, who led normal lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that fear I think came from stigmas that were attached to being sick and like that and people not wanting to open up about their health because they didn't want people to label them. And I know people who talk about their health, like people see that as, oh, they like, woe is them, let's pity them, or oh, this person um, just wants to get sympathy from the world. And I I understand where people come from and why they think that way. Um, 
But that being said, like I, it was just hard to see like an empowered person who went through all these health issues um, and, and saw light at the end of the tunnel and actually made something of their life. Right. And see, like, you know, you were talking about the stigmas and that's a perfect thing. Like if we get, if we encounter those societal stigmas as we grow up, you know, that's all we are accustomed to knowing. Like, like you, when I was, when I started to realize what I had and for the people that don't already know, I have mild spastic cerebral palsy, but when I started to understand what I had, I never saw anybody else in a wheelchair. I never saw anybody else need a walker to walk around preschool or kindergarten or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, so if I started to notice that I'm not like them, then usually, and then we see the stigmatisms that come out of society towards people that have differences they can't control, you flip it and it's a negative thing in your life and you can't use that as a positive outlet, right? Because that's the way me and you've gone about this. And, you know, that's why it's so important to be able to be open about your health problems and, you know, just the things that make you special. And I know special is such a cliche word. And I could not come up with a better one, but like, that's really the best thing that I can say, man, because if if we were just normal people, we would just be normal people mm-hmm. and we'd be like sheep in a herd and just doing the same thing, you know? So I think the way that you're able to break past those stigmatisms and you have this app, uh, the Riley app, why don't you tell us more about that app? Because that's a really interesting concept. I think people would love to learn about. Yeah, so it stemmed from being young and not knowing anyone around me going through health issues. And I wanted to know, like, how are people going to school with a health issue? How do you talk to professors about accommodations? Um, And I didn't know how to talk to people about that. So it really inspired me to, to create an app to connect people with the same health conditions from around the world and same disabilities. So it's an app where you can build a profile with info about you, your health condition or disability, your interests and passions, and then it'll connect you to people on a one-to-one basis with similar health conditions from around the world. And, you know, despite having varying health issues or despite where people live around the world, there's a lot of commonalities and there's a lot of similarities um, across very different um, parts of the world. And we're all able to share stories of triumphs. We're able to share stories of um, setbacks. And at the end of at the end of the day, what is what we all have in common is our similarities of going through something that people will never understand, mm-hmm. um, and being able to support each other. And that's something that stemmed from my own um, setbacks. And I knew I wasn't the only one. I've encountered thousands and thousands of people um, who felt the same way, felt hopeless. And, you know, a lot of us don't have cures. I know cerebral palsy doesn't have a cure. And so we're always looking for ways to cope better, better therapies, better, you know, mechanisms to like just live normal life. And I might not have the answer or you might not have the answer, but maybe someone with cerebral palsy in Australia discovered something that could potentially help you like or it could potentially be a useful like tip for you to maybe handle like the day-to-day struggles a little bit better and so we wanted to connect the dots and connect the world of people going through similar health conditions and so here we are i think one of the most positive things about your app is something that's not really advertised like and people don't really think about it like it's an outlet so like i remember i know me on a for me personally from my perspective 
I don't really like to talk about my problems to just a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Like if I know that they basically have had nothing, you know, so they couldn't relate to my issues at all. Then I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to open up to somebody like that. But like, if all I right. find somebody, you know, if you, if you find somebody and you're just like, Hey, he's got, you know, he, he has Lyme's disease too, or she has cerebral palsy too. Maybe she understands what I'm thinking right now. Maybe she right. understands, you know, the pain that I'm feeling and, and how I can cope with it and, and just be able to, open up to somebody that can say hey I know what you're going through Mm -hmm. you know because I think the most important thing you can have in life is people that a genuinely care about you b want to listen to you and c can understand you on some sort of level you know Mm -hmm. because I mean you can have yes men around your life all you want people are gonna say yeah that's the right thing to say yeah that's the right thing to do but when you're when you're still you know on square one was it really the right thing to do? So, I mean, how do you see that? Like, what do you think about the importance of support system for not just people with disabilities, but for people in general? Like, how important do you think that is? It's extremely important because, um, you know, some people might not have health issues, but have other things going on in their life. And having people that can understand and relate to you and can support you through that or can maybe guide you you know, maybe someone like, for example, has divorced parents. They've never experienced that. Have, talking to someone with divorced parents, it's like, how did you navigate this? Mm-hmm. How do you navigate, um, you know, like parents not talking to each other or something like that? Like I could never help or support or understand their perspective. But right. for someone else talking to someone who um, completely understands where they're going through can offer a better perspective and guidance and can actually just, you know, um, like they can empathize in a way different way. Some of us go through life without having outlets or support from people with some of our hardest battles in life. And it, and that inability to actually like cope with it, you just kind of fight with, you kind of um, like push it aside, never cope with it. And you kind of harbor that pain all your life and you never actually like tackle it head on ends up making you having worse relationships in the future, or you have like pent up anger, pent up emotions, things that um, could be and could be solved early on, you don't end up solving it. And it just leads to a whole onslaught of other complications in your life or other, um, you know, emotional, like you're emotionally damaged or have trauma, and you just don't know how to cope with it later on. And you don't know where it stemmed from. And so I know that was kind of like an extreme example, but I think people accurate. don't, yeah, I think people don't realize how important it is just to um, seek other people in times of need who can understand you. Mm-hmm. The fact that you brought it to that example, it's something you see every day. I'm sure there's somebody every day going through, you know, the symptoms of depression, of anxiety, of, of, of childhood trauma. It doesn't even you don't have to be born with a disability or you don't have to contract a disability to have a difference that some people don't know about. Because I know there's some of my friends that I have that are fighting internal battles that they don't tell me about, mm-hmm. but hopefully, you know, if they were to reach out to people, there's somebody out there that can help them with what they're going through. And that's what your app provides. It's, it's just a great platform to be able to say, yeah, I have an outlet. I can go to this and I can find this. Mm -hmm. And I can look for somebody that has a similar, you know, perspective on life because they went through some of the same things. So I think 
just the wherewithal of people to say, yeah, this is a problem and, you know, I need to fix it. You know, I got to take my life into my own hands and, and, and stop waiting for stuff to happen. And I think your, your platform is a great, you know, um, jumpstart from that. So. Of course, I'm happy to do it. Um, and I know, um, sometimes we don't need to hit rock bottom to get support. And I think a lot of us go through life waiting to hit rock bottom. And then we're like, okay, let's do something about it. Mm -hmm. But at that point, it's like, it's a bit never too late, but you could easily have coped with it in a different way. So it didn't have to get to rock bottom or you get extremely emotionally drained or, you know, you're just, you kind of like went through all the motions and never got um, the support you needed that could have prevented you from hitting rock bottom. What they always say, another cliche term for me, they always say the grass is greener on the other side. And I think if people are able to, you know, just have a positive perspective on life, it'll help their problems out so much because from what I've seen from people like with the physical therapy and and with the psychological therapy, even Mm -hmm. people can understand that I can control my life more than I think I can, you know, problems that have solutions, you're going to look for them instead of just waiting for them to happen. So, you know, that's the main reason for this podcast is to be able to tell people, Hey, get up, get up there and do it. You know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And I'm not even a motivational coach. Like I'm just telling you as a person, like I don't have a title in front of my name. There's, you know, I'm just a person. So if I can tell you this and you can get yourself to telling you that you get a lot done in life and despite what your differences are. So I think it's just all about a positive outlook, a positive mindset. And it's definitely hard to have, especially 2020, 2020 sucks, man. Yeah, no, this year has been really difficult for everyone. Um, I don't know anyone who hasn't had one part of this year be very difficult for them emotionally. But as you said, that having a positive perspective is extremely important. And, you know, you could have easily been like, well, my life sucks. I have cerebral palsy. I'm never going to make anything of my life and just quit and not do anything with it. And I could have easily done the same thing. And I don't think people realize how powerful your mind is and how much control you have over what you do out of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people don't give themselves enough credit and they, ex- and they see what I guess media or what other people say, and they accept that as their reality. But I never was in that school of thought. I never want to be in that school of thought. And I could have easily labeled myself and said, well, okay, well, I now have a disability and I'm going to be at home and I'm never going to self-actualize. And my doctors were all telling me that I'm never going to do anything um, of importance. And I could have easily taken that on. I could have easily just, yeah, call it a day, but I have one life. You have one life. All of us have one life. And we could, I could spend all my days in sorrow and, oh, what was me? Um, but what, what, like, what's the purpose of that? What is that going to make out of my life? I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that it's not easy living with a health issue. It's extremely hard. And I think our challenges are much more difficult than someone who's healthy. It's, much more difficult to push yourself when you are having a bad health day. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, I'd rather move slower than the normal person and, you know, like be a turtle in the race than, you know, the rabbit just doing everything quickly. And 
at the end of the day, we're going to get to the same finish line. Some of right. us may get there faster. Some of us may get there slower. It took me longer to get to, to finish grads, uh, excuse me, undergrad. I still did it and I, it did exceedingly well, but I had, it took me like six years to get to that point. And I dropped out a few times because of my health, but I mean, I could have easily quit and call it a day. Uh, yeah. We could all do that. But I think just that positive perspective that um, like I have autonomy over my life and as do you, as does everyone, it's hard to have be positive when, when you, your health is down and you know, when things are not going the way it's going, but you have the opportunity every day to, to shift your perspective, to make something of your day or, you know, to do something small. Um, but people don't realize that power that they have within themselves. I wish they did. Right. Yeah, I do too. Because I mean, the more people that realize how powerful they are of over their own lives, you know, I feel like the more we'll have of being able to understand each other and willing to listen to each other, because that's, I think, you know, that's one of the main things. And that's the main, this is the main point I wanted to talk to you about today. So we've, we've kind of tiptoed around the point here and we've, we've kind of brushed it a little bit, but I think, and tell me what you think on this. I think that if the existence of depression and anxiety and all the mental illnesses was normalized in society, I think a lot of people could save lives, if not their own lives, being able to talk about it and not feel, you know, like, oh man, what if they don't like me or, or, oh man, these people are going to judge me. What are my friends going to say? What do you think? You think if differences like that and and not so physical uh, disabilities if they were normalized, what do you think? How do you think those people with those differences would respond? Well, for one, um, I think there's a lot of shame with having a difference or having a mental illness. And we're still not at the point in society where if you talk about your mental illness, it's, it's an, it, people don't openly accept it. Mm-hmm. People are getting to that point, but it's not there yet. And there's a huge disconnect between men being open about their mental illness or their health challenges than women we're seeing that with our app too like 90 percent of our users are female and like 10 percent are male and we see it with people on social media most of the people that are open about it are female so there's the stigma with you know with being open about your mental illness and your challenges um and i think with like this this concept of being a man it goes against like oh well I don't feel manly if I have you know you know if I have a mental illness and I'm talking about it but then we're seeing the manifestation of that in the suicide rates being much higher in men and we're seeing you know men dealing with depression in behind closed doors and then we're like oh how did how did they end up taking their life or how did this happen And so I really think that um, as a society, we are doing a disservice by not normalizing it. Um, But that being said, uh, I think there's a way to cope with it in a normal way. And in a way that's like, oh, it's, it's just another thing that they're going through. It's like, oh, well, I have, I am, I'm going, I'm depressed or I'm dealing with a mental health challenge and just, not putting so much weight on it. There's so much weight on it. It's like yeah. this, this label that's like a scarlet letter on them. And it's, it's 
it's a shame right. that we're, we're there. And I think in America, we are like seen as one of the more progressive societies and we're seeing issues. But in countries that are not as progressive as America, um, the, the concept of having a mental illness is like still seen as like, oh, no, like that's not a real thing. That's oh, all yeah. head. you're not talking to people. You're not socializing, which is why you're mentally ill. Uh, I, I can I can see it for sure. I think. I think the most important thing about us here in America, especially because we have that opportunity to make it to that point where we can normalize these things. Like we have all the technology, we have all the manpower in the world, but it's not like you said earlier, it's not sexy to talk about mental illness. It it, it doesn't sound good whenever I hear somebody say, Oh, I have anxiety or man, I've, I've thought about suicide before. Oh, I don't want to hear that, man. You know, like, we got to be able to open our eyes to that as a society, as a whole. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but I think for people around my age, you know, 20, 23, got to, we got to stand up. Like it's, it, this is the time where we need to be most heard because this is what's affecting our generation and our age group. And like, even for the older people and the younger people that I can't speak for, I see it with some people that I'm close to. I understand that those people have the same things we do. So if they see us come out about it and like, Hey, they're comfortable with it. Mm. Well, I'm 70, I'm 60, 50 years old. I should be comfortable in my own skin too. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's all, it's very, it's an open concept that I think many people want to close the door on because it's not comfortable to talk about. But I think America has to work on not being so comfortable. And that's why we're so scared of change. It's just crazy that we have the ability to do whatever we want but we don't want to because we're scared of change. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, again, it's that labeling, that fear, the difference. Oh, they like, we don't, the label of being mentally ill is not seen as sexy. It's not like, Oh, this is just another thing about them. You know, it, it's just, it's, there's so much weight to that word. Um, or, you know, people make assumptions of what mentally ill is or, oh, they're crazy. Oh, you know, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, we, don't, we don't see it as, oh, they're going through something right now um, and they just need some support. They need some time. We just see it as, oh, like it, they're, they're crazy. Lost calls. Lost yeah, calls. Lost yeah. calls. That's mm. not cute. I don't want to date that. I don't want to nope, deal with that. Not dealing with it yeah every so, time i come home from work something's wrong like yeah nobody they, wants to deal with that but yeah or they see it as complaining oh they're just complaining or they're negative like mm-hmm. for some reason talking about your health like oh i have lyme disease you're so negative i'm like yeah like, bro like I, I have no control over having this health issue how am right. i being negative I, this is just like a fact about me right i'm not i'm not trying to like make myself look bad. Like I made something out of my life and people still think I'm being negative if I talk about my health. And I'm like, uh, what? You know, it's weird because that, that aspect of it, I haven't seen much of that. I get you. I see what you're saying because I've seen it like on TV and all that. And I've seen how like some people talk about their, their health issues and, and, and people are like, Oh, she's just complaining. She's always hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I've seen, where if I'm like, because I talk about my cerebral palsy a lot, right? I talk about it with my friends. I talk about it, you know, heck, I have a podcast. So, I mean, I talk about it to random people. So, like, if I'm that open about it, and people tend to see it as, 
oh, well, he just wants to brag about what he's done with this cerebral palsy. Well, not really. Like, I don't, you know, if I say that I'm able to sit here and lead a productive life and I'm, and, and I'm able to work, oh my God, it is insane how many people do not want to work and are so able to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're able to work and you can work, you should definitely work. And that's going to the people that want to complain about the things that they can control. That's what I'm saying. So I see my coworkers and they're just, you know, going slow and whatnot. And then I'll be like, look, man, because they'll say they're hurting. I'm like, look, man, I get you. I hurt every day. And as soon as I say that, they just get defensive. They're like, Drake, we know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, man, I'm trying to tell you, like, I can relate. And then, you know, like, I'm trying to tell you this is what you should do. Or, hey, try this. Maybe this will help. It's weird that you say that, you, that you've been through that, and I haven't seen that one bit, but that's just crazy. That just shows you how divided that people are on this issue, you know? So I think if we can start bringing people together, and once again, we can start normalizing our differences, I think it'll definitely help in the long run and even in the short run, for sure. Yeah, hopefully. Um, that's our goal. And I think with social media, there's a lot we can do, but I think it comes – down to how media portrays us too. It's, I think like just the way disability scene in movies um, and in the news, it's the woe is me. That's the sexy title. Oh, poor them. Let's, let's, let's feel bad for them. And it's, I'm not diminishing how difficult it is to have a health issue, but it's the fact that the only thing newsworthy is someone that, um, has you know is like can't do anything with their life they need sympathy they need empathy it's like that's how they portray all of us Mm -hmm. and there's never that like we have like a few images of people that um have become successful like for example there was a deaf blind lawyer that came from harvard i'm forgetting her exact name but she made national international news for for doing what she did but like that was just like the holy crap how did she do that that was an insane accomplishment and you know um it's either like these two huge differences Mm -hmm. with how we're portrayed it's either she accomplished so much um with going through all this and you know it's like that shock factor how can you do that right or it's the sympathy pick oh they only you know they only let her through because she's she has a disability well yeah. She's coming out of Harvard. She's got to be pretty yeah. smart to be coming out of Harvard. Like, that's not just some backyard school. Yeah. So, you know, I think that if if you can just continue to do what you do on a daily basis and allow people to come together on Riley and, you know, be able to talk about their differences, share their stories and, and, and open up to people, I think this world will be a much better place. People will just become comfortable with themselves before trying to make somebody else feel comfortable with themselves. And, yeah. you know, what, what I mean by that is like, say, okay, um, been single for a while and you're just like, man, I really miss, you know, I, I miss hanging out with somebody every day. I miss having a constant somebody to text or whatever, you know, whatnot. So you're just kind of like, I got to get in a relationship. I got to find somebody. Well, from my perspective, if I would went out with that mentality and I, I would just be looking for somebody that, you know, says what I want to hear, makes me feel comfortable and whatnot, and then it's just using me somehow, some way, you know, whichever way they choose to. They could do that because you're vulnerable. 
Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Because you feel like you have to have somebody there to tell you, hey, yeah, you, you're doing good enough. You know, what you're doing is good or whatnot. But if you're comfortable with yourself and you're able to accept what you have, accept your differences and, and prosper with yourself before you can reach out to somebody else like that, you know, I think it'll set up a lot more relationships. Like I think it'll set them up better for the long term because when people realize they can be independent and don't have to have somebody by their side, it makes them enjoy the time that they do have somebody by their side. I feel like if you go through a relationship, you know, making sure that she doesn't leave or he doesn't leave, you're just not going to enjoy your time. So if you can accept yourself, then Mm -hmm. it'll make it a lot easier for you to accept others and enjoy others. Oh yeah. And there's not so much weight on, you know, like if you, if you know who you are, if you, define who you are in this world it doesn't matter what people say about you or it doesn't matter what people label you as because you know exactly who you are like if someone tells me like if someone um says i'm dumb or i'm ugly like i know that's not what i label myself as ever so if someone dares say that to me i know that's not me so that's not going to impact me at all right. i think we all as as people need to realize like what you think of yourself it doesn't matter what other people say about you if you know yourself well enough you don't need anyone else's validation Mm -hmm. we don't need media i don't need someone to tell me that oh i'm this i'm that because i've defined that myself so if you think less of me that's your fault that's not my fault i have no i have like sorry for you for having such a wrong assumption of me but that's not my doing exactly and we can sit here and talk for hours and hours about that. But I think it's just something people at least have to get in their head. We got to start thinking about it because it's important. And they always talk about, well, our generation doesn't really know stuff. Well, if they think that, let's show them that we do. Let's show them that we can do this and we can grasp this concept, whatever you know, they say we can't do. Yeah. We can, we will. But we also have to become comfortable with ourselves and saying and being able to tell ourselves that we can and we will you know because it all starts with us yeah it starts with the people people that live a normal life by society standards have no major health issues nothing it starts with them Mm -hmm. then when it comes to us we got to amplify that because people already discredit us from Mm -hmm. the start so i think the bigger the voice you have and the, the more of the clear message that you speak i think it'll definitely help in the long run and it's more palatable and when I say that, it's easier to say, oh, yeah, maybe he has a point. Not yeah. just instantly be like, oh, I ain't trying to hear that. It's just a millennial talking. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. So yeah. I think it's just, it's really important. Definitely. Sure. I think a lot of us go through this world having other people define who we're going to be. And that's something that will set you back really far, especially um, like for me, I work in a lot of, Like I work in a field where it's predominantly male dominated and a lot of people are like, oh, well, like females are never going to succeed, blah, blah, blah. We have a lot of setbacks um, or we're not respected. I was like, okay, maybe you're not, but I'm going to find a way if someone doesn't respect me, if someone's not going to, you know, um, like think of, take me seriously. That's not my fault. That's their fault. And I'm still going to do what I'm doing. Um, but if I'm going to define myself by, oh, well, you know, women are never going to be successful. Well, it's a male dominated world. Then 
obviously I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to see myself as actually accomplishing much. I'm just going to go with what society says that, oh, I'm less than, oh, I will never accomplish as much as mm -hmm. a man. Yeah. Um, just like the disability label, like that's not a label that, like, honestly, I hate the label of that because of what it, what people see as, as yep. disability. People yep. don't see it as empowered. I, I understand why when someone's like, when I say the word disability, everyone always assumes that I'm dumb or incapable. It's just what society has said about me. I'm not going to accept what society says about women, what society says about disability. I'm going to define myself and I just have these other labels. But if you want to make the assumption that I'm not able to do as much as you because I'm a female, because I have a disability, that's not on me to decide. I'm yeah, going to That's your me. fault. That's your fault. Yeah. Right. It's, like I like I can't do anything about it. And I think all of us with disabilities, we all know the uphill battle we have to go through. And mm. um, I think we just need to realize like no one in this world defines you, but you just, just do you be the person that you've always dreamed of being and let people see, don't like, I don't like, I was constantly like trying in the early stages, trying to prove to people, I'm not what you think I am. I'm not what you think I am. And right. I got to a point where I was like, this is really tiring. I need to just do me and let mm -hmm. people see my work and see yeah. that I'm doable. And I did it. And then people stopped making assumptions of me. Um, easier said than done. And it was really hard with all the setbacks, but I actually come to a point where um, I had to just make that decision and I did it. And I'm still at, to this day, every day having to, um, like prove to myself that I can do it. And, you know, it's like this, 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 the labels don't help because the labels don't attach, um, a positive image or yeah. a positive message to this whole community. And yeah, I think sure. we need to just define ourselves and just push back and keep proving people wrong. Yeah. And see the thing that you realize that I've noticed that you realize, you know, mid conversation, and it took me a while to realize this. We're not going to defeat stereotypes. Stereotypes have been around for ages and ages before we were even a thought. Before mm -hmm. I was in Ukraine and before you were, you know, born, nobody, nobody tried to defeat a stereotype. And that's why they call it a stereotype because everybody sees it that way. It's hard to change everybody's mind. But yeah. I think the one most important thing is if you can change your mind first and then show people that then they'll say, oh, that changes my mind. You got to yeah. let people come up with their own recognition of greatness and then it'll be something they accept. You know, if I, if I constantly came out here, man, I'm, I'm the best I can do this and that people are gonna be like, man, show me. So, you know, just, just show people, tell yourself that you can do it and that yeah. the difference that you have will not keep you from being what you want to be in life. Because like your parents always say, you can be whatever you want to be in life. It's so cliche, but it's very accurate. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just something that, gets lost in social media, you oh, know, sure. you know, I'm 20 and the way I'm looking at social media now, I should have two really nice cars, a house with 60,000 bedrooms, 20,000 bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? What part, wait, what part of social media are you watching? Uh, Instagram. Live? Uh, do you <laughs> not see all these people winning millions of dollars playing video games? Daddy's money or like one or two people. Like there's you, no way. You don't see like, all these, all these YouTube people. I hang out with a lot of 20 year olds and they're broke in college, struggling, like 
probably going to have debt for like the next 20 exactly. years. Exactly. I don't know what part of social media you're on, but I want to be on have that you, part. I know. Have, have you seen YouTube? It is crazy. You got all these people that's that, go, true. that go viral from the dumbest thing. Yeah, that's true. So that's that you just made my point for me. You see what I'm saying? Like you see all these people and all these internet stars, these Instagram models, all that millions of followers, millions of dollars. And they're just part of society. Mm -hmm. And so whenever people like us, we want to speak on it. Well, nobody wants to hear it because that's not what society said. So, you know, that's what I mean. Like through all that, you have to accept what you can do, what you have, the differences that you have. And obviously we didn't ask for this. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for cerebral palsy. You didn't ask for Lyme's disease. So take your cards, play your best hand, do what you can do. So I think that's just an important thing to remember for people, for sure. I think Oprah Winfrey did it the best. She doesn't have a disability, but um, she is an African-American woman who became like a media mogul. She started her own, um, like she started her own talk show and everything. And, you know, she just became the best in her field. She didn't define herself as an African-American woman. She was just the best in her field. But then when she became very successful, she used her platform and her fame to elevate the voices of the African-American community and a stigmatized community for for centuries. Uh, And she then like used all of that fame, all of her work to then elevate, elevate that community. So it made me always think like, should we do what she did? Just do us, not talk about our labels, just become the best in our field um, and not talk about anything else, hmm. um, but then elevate our communities that have been, you know, going through a lot of um, biases. Um, because then she she proved herself to the world, one. And two, she now has a very strong platform that she's on to bring up the voices of her whole community. Yeah. Um, Cause I think like I made that decision early on. Should I talk about my health early on or should I just like do my work, prove myself and then talk about my health. But then it was like the storyline of why I started is the huge, huge part of what I'm doing. So I was like, I have to talk about it early on. Yeah. That was also something that um, I, I had a lot of pushback on, Oh, investors are never going to trust you or like it, it's going to be something that people are going to have a hard time seeing you becoming like a CEO mm-hmm. who's going to take over if you have health complications. Um, and so I had to deal with that early on and I still deal with it to this day because there's again, biases and assumptions of what I'm capable of doing. I mean, it's like, it's a risk you take with, with the work we're doing, but nothing changes if you don't talk about it. So I had to talk about it early on and I wanted people to see that, look, I, despite what I'm going through, um, I, I'm, I understand what you're going through and I want people to see the struggle from the early stages. It's not, it's not such a, um, it's not like a, a it's not an easy road at yeah, all. It's not and all sunflowers and rainbows. No, sure. and I don't want people to think that it is because I don't want them to think, oh, well, she just has it easy, but it's not, it's not easy for like an average entrepreneur add health complications. And it's like, it's a whole different ball game. And see, like, that's the thing. 
with 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 people like me and you and all the other people that are trying to make themselves something and have a little bit of spotlight that's the main thing that the media focuses on she's doing this with lyme's disease she's doing this with cerebral palsy with any other health complication they don't say she's doing this because she's a young adult and wants to make difference in the world or he's doing this because he wants to be able to raise awareness for things that he cares about or the fact that I started out of my car and I'm barely in my dad's house on a nightstand recording a podcast. And I'm sure whenever you went to the first investor, they didn't say, Oh yeah, we'll do it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of setbacks that people go through that people don't really want to acknowledge or they don't really want to acknowledge the real reason for what they do. They just mm-hmm. want to slap the tag of, Oh, well she's doing this with Lyme's disease. So this is this is the main takeaway from this podcast because I know there's a lot of stuff you could probably take away, but this is what this is my main takeaway, and then I want to hear yours after mine. For me, there's two things that we need to do. We need to be able to normalize the differences that people have, regardless of how big or small they are, regardless if they're physical or mental, and we need to be able to speak up because that's the reason God gave us a voice. That's the reason we have the power to speak. And for those that can't speak, write it down. Like that sounds insensitive, but that's just me being completely honest Um, for anybody that's able to do what we're doing right now. And that's just talking. If you're able to talk, talk about the things that you care about, talk about the things that you want to see changed and, you know, make those changes for the betterment of not just you, but for everybody around you, for your family, for the people you care about. So, you know, as you listen to this today, just understand that, we are trying to do the best we can to understand that what you're going through is not something you choose to go through, but it's something you have to go through. So, you know, we want you to be comfortable with yourself before, you know, you try to go out there and you get hurt because mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've been through it. So I can definitely understand why people are scared to talk about their mental health, but it's something that should definitely be discussed. It's something that, you know, should be, appreciated because i know me if somebody opens up to me and is like man drake i'm struggling with this you trust me enough to talk to me about that like man i appreciate that you just be comfortable and be ready basically yeah and i think my takeaway is don't let people define you at all um there's people that are going to make assumptions of you there's people that are going to doubt what you want to do in this world but don't let them define what you're able to do in this world. And I, I, I really recommend people um, who are living with disabilities and health issues to elevate and talk about your accomplishments and talk about what you're doing and talk about your successes because people do not see a connection between success and living with a health issue, a success and living with a disability. Um, And, there's still many biases that people live with. And I think we need to just realize that we live in a world where people will look down at you for having a health issue or having a disability. It is what it is, but you do not define yourselves based on what people say and what people make assumptions of you about. And if I lived my life um, in a box where People said, you're never going to go to UVA, you're never going to start a company, you're never going to make this work. 
I wouldn't be here right now. I did end up at UVA. I did start a company and I do have thousands of people on our app, despite what people have been saying. And it's just something that I had to fight back all the time is what people made assumptions of me about. And it's easier said than done. Don't let people define you. Define your own self and then let people uh, then let people see you shine and be open be and don't be shy about your accomplishments because we need to show people a different side of us and it doesn't happen with us speaking from our hospital beds about what we're going through talk yeah. about your successes too talk about what you're doing in this world um and i hopefully with that people will start changing their perspective of what living with a health condition or a disability will look like I think there's a lot of great stuff in here. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Elizabeth, for taking the time out of your day to come do this. And this is definitely a great episode. I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully soon we'll have a different perspective on life with a health condition or a disability. It's about time. Yeah, for um, sure. You change that stigma. And I don't know how it will come, but I feel like in our lifetime, this might happen. Definitely could, you know, that's what, you know, before we get out of here, I just want to say this. I'm very proud of our generation because I think that we've seen the most amount of change just widely spread quickly because of people like us in our generation, because we're not scared to see what society says about us. So, you know, applaud to you, applaud to the whole generation, because the fact that we, we care what y'all say, but it's not going to stop us from doing what we think is right and trying to make a positive impact. You know, that's something, there's something to be said about that for sure. I just want to thank you for coming on the show. And I really appreciate this conversation. This has been a great interview. This has been another episode of The Box Factor with Drake Box. Y'all have a great day.